Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, everyone. We are stoked to be back. Melissa's feeling a little bit under the weather. So she says she does not or may not talk as much today. That's my idea going in. I've just been like, I don't know, the last four or five days, I've just been having like a cold, I guess. Last night I kept coughing. I kept Chris awake. So you probably don't want to hear from me that much today just because my voice is so raspy and weird. I'm sure I'll have something to say, but Chris is going to do the heavy lifting on this episode. (laughs) You're in for a real treat, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're stoked to be here. And this this episode, I uh, I'm really excited to talk about it. And the title of it is "Breathe Life into Their Dreams," and you know you might say, "Well, who's their dreams?" And specifically, I think we wanted to talk about the power of breathing life into your family's dreams, whether that's your spouse or your children. I've had some experiences lately that have had me wa- that had me want to talk about this, and uh, I have a coach who's just an amazing human being, um, Steve, Steve Hardison. And, uh, I've just started coaching with him. And one of the things that he says, you know, one of his, his declarations is, uh, no one is worthy of my judgment, but everyone is worthy of my love. And I, I interpreted that to also, you could say, no one needs our judgment, but everyone could use our love. Cause you really think about like who really needs judgment from someone else in, in, in our family, who needs our judgment? You know, most people are judging themselves harshly enough anyways, but who needs our love? Well, everyone who needs our beliefs, who needs our inspiration. And I think it's so, it takes so much courage to go after something you want. It takes so much courage to take a risk, whether as a kid or an adult. And so, and I know from personal experience, one of the most discouraging things. And I also know from personal experience, one of the most encouraging things, and that is One of the most discouraging things is when you have a dream or a goal or a belief and you share it with your family and they don't breathe life into your dreams. In fact, they like suck the life out of your dreams by saying things like, oh yeah, that's unrealistic or you could never do that. Or yeah, you might starve, you'll give up or, you know, I don't have any faith in your ability to do that. Or they they just criticize. But I also know from personal experience, one of the most encouraging things is when you share a dream with a family member and they're like, yeah, like. I think you could do it. I'd love to support you. Like, how can I help you? And, and I love like when you look at the word inspire, the actual definition of the word inspire, it comes from a Latin word, inspirare. And in means into, spirare means breathe. And so the, the Latin definition, literally the word inspire, literally translates to breathe or blow into. So when we're inspiring people, we're like breathing life into them. We're filling them up. And so you think about the opposite of that, it would be sucking life out of people and sucking possibility out of people. And look, we, again, we, we're harsh enough on ourselves. We judge ourselves enough already. Like, yeah, no one in our family needs us to beat them down. 
And that, and that doesn't mean that you can't offer words of advice or wisdom or caution or things. And I even talked with a, uh, someone, you know, one time around this very idea and I apologize for the language. Like, you know, I'm going to share, you know, maybe a little bit of language here today, but I was talking with a guy who he was sharing something his wife wanted to do. And look, he, this guy's an entrepreneur. So he's gone after, you know, his dream to some degree and is going after it. And he was sharing with me that his wife has something that she wants to go after, which in the grand scheme of things compared to what he's doing or, or, you know, the money he's invested in his business compared to what she's, it's, it's nothing like what she's wanting to do from a financial investment and a time commitment is nothing compared to what he's done. And he told me what he shared with her, which basically it was not breathing life into her dreams. And, uh, and I've certainly done that to Melissa. I hate to say it. And, and I kind of challenged him a little bit on it and called him out a little bit. And he said, well, I'm just, I'm just trying to be realistic, right? I'm just trying to help her be realistic. And I go, no, I said, if, if you don't mind me sharing, I said, you're not, I, I don't see you that you're being realistic. I see that you're being a dick, but, and look, I've been that, you know, and, and, and I do believe that the underlying motivation sometimes when we're being critical of someone or they tell us what their dreams are, we're not, is in a weird way, it's out of love and concern. Well, but if it's really out of love and concern, just love them, breathe life into their dreams, support them. Help them like, go after what they say they want to go after. And also make sure that you're never discouraging someone's dream because you're insecure about yourself. And I think that happens a lot. I think when we see someone going after something, it, we feel threatened by it. And so we, we criticize them, but it's really, it's really more about us. And I can just tell you that I'm so grateful to this woman right here. Like That's why I always tell people she's my hero and she's my best friend is because a lot of times in life, she has believed in me. And I tell her sometimes to the point of like, you have an irrational sense of belief in me. Like there's times where you probably should have told me to go get a job, but she just believed in me. And I, I can't ever remember a time where there's something I wanted to go after that Melissa discouraged me or criticized me. And there was times where she wasn't also afraid to like challenge me a little bit and give me kind of a wake up call. And that, because look, I didn't need her judgment. I didn't need her criticism. I had enough of that going on myself. And I really, I think early on in our marriage, I really failed at that for her. And I really tried the last several years to really change that and really like, hey, it's something you want to go after? Let's go after it. Like, how can I support you? And, and I'll let you have your own version of that because maybe you don't see it the way I do. But man, people really, yeah, people just don't need our judgment. They just need our love and our support. Yeah, no, I feel like you have been really good to support me and what I want to go for, go for or do. And I think it has been, I feel like we touched on this maybe a few months ago in an episode, but I think it is hard though. It's like when maybe we just got used to, to you going for what you wanted to, it, it does take like some learning to learn like, okay, how do we both support each other in a way that feels really good for both of us? And it's not just one-sided. I think that can be kind of tricky sometimes too, to navigate and, and figure out. Yeah, you almost kind of arrived there just by default. We never set out. I can't remember us ever having a conversation where it was like, okay, we're going to be really intentional in supporting me and going after my dreams. So let's have yours take a back seat. It was never like, mm -mm. it just happened. And I think it's really easy for that to happen. You know, and, and like maybe the, let's reverse the situation. Maybe you're the one who's starting a business or maybe you're going after your career and I'm staying home with the kids. It would be really easy 
that one person really is kind of being more supported in pursuing their dreams and having, you know, possibilities spoken in them than the other. And, you know, I know we did a podcast episode about that, the importance of we've learned the hard way of intentionally growing together because it won't just happen. And I also think, man, how powerful would it be if in families we could go to each other before, before that person had to come to us? And say, hey, there's this thing I want to go after, and I've been really nervous to come talk to you about, or there's this this dream I have. What if it was we were we were proactively approaching each individual member of our family and saying, you know, on a somewhat of a consistent, regular basis, and saying, hey, what's important to you? Like, is there any dreams you have, or passions, or things you want to pursue that I could support you in? And you know what I mean. And so instead of someone having to wait to work up the courage to go to someone expecting kind of to get rejected or be criticized, we could actually be speaking possibility into people and whether the whether when they do tell us or proactively going to them yeah i think that that would be ideal for sure i it's funny how like the universe serves you up experiences i don't know i think just lately i've met several people or just had several things in my world that <clears throat> that's not the case though like it, the the person people that i were was talking to they felt like unsupported in what they wanted to do. Like, what would you say to the spouse that does have hopes, goals, dreams outside of the current, you know, situation? They want to do something different or outside the box, outside the box, but they don't feel supported in it or it's just. I, I guess that's what I would say is they don't feel supported in it. Like, what would you say to that person? Like, what yeah, do you do then? it's a really great question because we're just talking about being the person who would breathe life into someone's dreams. But what about you're the person who your experience is your family? And that could be a spouse, could even be your children, could be your parents, in-laws who aren't, you know? And I think that the temptation naturally for any human being would be like, oh, well, I don't have support in my family. Well, I'll just let it go. That would, that would be kind of in some ways the easier or safer, you know, short-term idea, but I don't think it's the answer. I think the answer then is in that moment, decide, well, no, I'm like, it's almost like, well, yeah, thank you for your opinion, but that's not my truth. So if you were to share with someone, Hey, I have a dream of doing this. And they're like, well, I don't think you have what it takes, or I don't think that's worth pursuing. Or I think that's a pipe dream to have enough resolve to, and again, inside you might be, you might be crying and, you know, wounded, but on the surface to still have like enough belief and composure to be like, well, yeah, that's your opinion. Like, thanks for sharing it. And I'm doing it anyways. And so just like having that determination and maybe using that as a little bit of fuel if you have to, you know? Um, so I guess I would say breathe life into people's dreams, but also be willing to like move forward anyways, even when someone doesn't, you know, isn't willing to breathe life in your dreams. And that would be ideal for all of us. And look, it takes more courage to be a creator than a critic, right? Like, I'm going to look up that quote about the man in the arena. And you just, and, and I think another thing that could be helpful is, is remembering um, that when people are trying to like criticize you or not believe in you, again, it says more about them than you. Don't let that become a story about you. That is a story about them for sure. And so this, uh, this quote is by Theodore Roosevelt. He says, it's called the man in the arena or the woman in the arena. It, it is not the critic who counts, not the man or woman who points out how the strong man or woman stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. 
The credit belongs to the man or woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself or herself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he or she fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his or her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And then what's so interesting is the people criticizing you, they're not in the freaking arena. They're sitting on their sofas. They're sitting on their couches, like criticizing from a comfortable place, like afraid to ever take action on their own dreams. So screw them, you know, like go for it anyways. And, and you don't have to operate out of bitterness or spite towards them. Screw them in a loving way. Yeah, sure. Or maybe <laughs> not. I don't know. But like, I'm just so tired of seeing this. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, these are our, this is our family. These are people we love. These are our closest relationships. And it's like, and we, we talk to them about their goals or hopes or dreams in ways we would never talk to a stranger or a friend. Like most strangers or friends who shared an idea about what they wanted to go do or a dream or a hope, most of us would be like, wow, that's awesome. That's cool. Even if we didn't believe it. Spouse comes to us, child comes to us. Hey, there's something I really want to go do. Nah, that'll never work. Nah, you don't have what it takes. Nah, I'll do something, do something smart, do something practical. That's, that's irresponsible. It's like, what are we doing? No, like they don't need any of that. They just need your love. They need your belief. Okay. What would you say? You're really good at this about modeling, like a conversation, I guess. So I'm going to ask you earlier when we talked about okay what would you say to a spouse like if you wanted to go go for something will you just like model a conversation like what that like if i was the spouse who really wanted to go after something how i would enroll that other spouse into like the vision of what's possible yeah if your experience of them was that they were not going to be supportive and you were like a little hesitant maybe to tell them that you wanted to sign up for this class or do this business or this thing yeah how would you bring up the conversation and what would you say in it okay so i'm just gonna pretend and this is what just came to me i'm gonna go to some someone about starting an etsy business where i'm gonna put my art of some kind on etsy online is that yeah relevant realistic Good. yeah and i'm gonna share with you a way that i think a lot of people would approach their spouse in a way that isn't what i call enrolling it's not enrolling them in the vision what's possible and then i'll model would that be useful yeah both so, okay. So here's, this is what not to do. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not, not saying like what not to do, but like, I just don't know that it would be the most useful, as effective, you yeah. know, the as effective thing, um, to do. And that would be approaching your significant other or, you know, spouse and saying, Hey, so you know how I like, you know, creating art and it, it brings me a lot of happiness and fulfillment. Well, I kind of been thinking like, I, I'd love to see if there was a way that maybe I could make a little bit of money doing that on the side or yeah, just, just getting it out there. And so, yeah, I'd love to start taking a little bit of time, you know, to build a little bit of a business and do it on Etsy. And yeah, I just wanted to like, I don't know, see what you think. So I don't want to look at like good, bad, right or wrong. Now let compare that to, I go to have a talk, you know, a conversation with a significant other 
and I just say, hey, there's something really important to me that I would like to talk to you about. And I'd love to create a time where we can really sit down and talk about this and really be present. So that alone is like, wow, like, okay, what is this? Like, so I'm going to create the time. It's a created time, right? And whether that's, it works then or we create the time and without distractions. And I might say, and look, I'd really love you to be present for this conversation. So I would love it to be at a time where you feel like you can give me a hundred percent of your attention and not be distracted with work or with your phone or with the kids or with anything else. So when can we create that? So that in itself is enrolling, right? And then we pick the time and we do it. And I say, I have this vision of what I want to do with my art. And I look, art for me is not just like a side hobby or just this side passion. It's like something that really calls to me. And I really want to share my gift with the world. And I believe I have a gift and I believe I have something to share with the world. And so I am going to start an Etsy business and I'm going to start dedicating some time to doing that. And I would love your support. I would love for you to support me and believe in me in this. And I'm going to do it with or without your support. And I believe that I can make a real difference for people. And it's just something I would love to do. And so it's like, I'm not asking you for your permission, I'm not asking you for your support. And I'm sharing with you the vision of like, this calls to me. I want to do it. I believe I have a gift. Yeah. You just enroll people into the vision of like what you're going to create, what you're going to do. And you can probably notice it wasn't just the words I said, it was how I said it. And the first one, very timid, looking down, not making eye contact, a lot of filler words. And the second one is just like bold, declarative. Clear. Yeah. And it's like, and look, I'm going to do it with or without you. And I just replaced so many scenarios in my own life where I approached people like the first one. And then it was so easy for them to just like, it's almost like I made it really easy for them to like beat down on my dreams or suck the life out of them. And then maybe like, oh, okay. And maybe I kind of still do it anyways, but quietly so they don't notice or, and it's just like, no, like what you think is like, what's that? Like, it's none of my business, what you think of my idea, or it's none of my business, what you think of me. It's like, and of course I would love that person's support. And I have to get to a place where with or without their support, if I believe in it, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And look, I'm not intentionally ever setting out to do something for me. That's going to cause a disruption in my family. I'm never trying to do something that's going to cause disharmony, but like to me, the whole purpose of a family is, well, can't, isn't there room and space for every single one of us to pursue our passions and our callings in life and like support each other in it. And that doesn't mean it'll always be pretty that they might cause bumps and inconveniences and sacrifices, but like, what else are we a family for, but to believe in each other's dreams and speak life and possibility into each other. Totally. We listened, um, in the, at the gym this morning, this clip, I think it was, um, given at a graduation. You, you pulled it up, so I don't know exactly, but it's, we should just link to it in the show notes. It's by Denver, Washington. It's amazing. It is amazing. And it's all along these same, these same kind of lines. It's also imagine the setting. It's at, it's at a college graduation, I believe. Yep. And, you know, he's speaking to these students who have, you know, so much in front of them, like so many uh, goals and possibilities and dreams in front of them. And, and he, I feel like, does a really beautiful job in this of speaking like life and possibility into the dreams. Is there anything you would say? Um, yeah, we will link it because I really do think it's beautiful. Is there anything you would say, like a takeaway from that that you could apply here? Yeah, totally. And it, do, I don't know if we said it was by Denzel Washington, mm -hmm. 
and obviously really accomplished actor, but I, I just love how humble he is and how he's not afraid to share his faith and how different his message is than a lot of people in Hollywood. And he, the essence of this talk, and we'll link to it in the show notes is, I think I, I would really encourage you to listen to this and listen to it with your kids. That's really relevant to, to kids as well. But he just said, the real upside in life is in taking risks. It's like, you got to take risks. You got to go for it. And, and then he, he, he you know, because he's talking to college graduates and many of them really, really talented. And he said, all of you have the talent to succeed, but do you have the courage to fail? And I was like, wow, that is so good because we all have the talent to succeed, but do we have the courage to fail? And sometimes the courage to fail means sharing your dream with someone that alone requires some courage, right? To go tell someone, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go for this, or I'm thinking about going for this. And, and then he also said, one of the lines that I remember is to get something you've never had, you have to do things you've never done. So he, and he talks about some of his failures and some of his like risks that he took that didn't pay off at the time, but you know. Later audition, on audition, he took, uh, to, or very early on in his career, to be on Broadway, the one that comes to mind for me is, um, yeah, basically, he just how he just bombed it, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But he stayed with it. He stayed with it, yeah, after, even after bombing that. And he well, was talking about the guy that was in the audition right before him, and he could see, like, how well he was doing, and, you know, that kind of caused him to question himself, but he still, like, did it anyway. I, I just really, like. Just the story you know. Well, it actually reminded me too of why he even became an actor. One person breathed life into him. One person spoke possibility into him. And you know, there's this exercise that whenever I go speak with organizations or, or at an event this last weekend, I was speaking in Boston to some really successful financial advisors. And I talk about leadership a lot. And one of the things that I say about leadership, and I believe it's one of the greatest attributes of leaders is, is your ability to help people see what's possible beyond what they can see as possible. And that's what great leaders do. Like think about, think about someone in your life, a parent, coach, spouse, mentor, boss, like who have friend who at some point in time in your life, in any area of your life, helped you see that there was more that was possible than you could see. Like really think about someone right now, like someone who in your life did that for you. And when you really think about that person, it's like, wow, that was, they helped me see something that I couldn't, like they breathed life into my dreams and into my possibility. And I, and more than likely that probably was a really profound moment for you like probably change the trajectory of your life. And so I always do that exercise where I ask people to think about that. And in Boston, this one guy goes, well, I went from being a really, really mediocre college wrestler because of my wrestling coach, who he was and how he showed up for me and how he believed in me and spoke possibility into me and breathed into my dreams. I went on to be a three-time All-American and a national champion. And I was like, would, would any of that been possible? And he just starts laughing. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, I would have not probably made the starting team. Like, and so you just think about like the power of one person, right? Believing in you and the power of you being that one person to someone that just speaks possibility and is like, Hey, just, I just want you to know, like that thing you're wanting to do, I think you can totally do it. Or that, Hey, that thing you're dreaming of, I think it's worth a shot. And, and that's what I hear a lot when I do that. And I've done this with probably thousands of people at this point in time, whenever they share their stories about who was that for them, it was never anything like earth shattering or profound. It was usually one person who's like, yeah, I think you could do that. Or yeah, like I totally believe in you. And Denzel Washington said that there was one person who said that to him, like, hey, you know what? I know that skit you guys did up there in the summer. It was at a summer camp where he was a counselor and they did a skit. Someone was like, have you ever thought about acting? You'd be a good actor. And he was like, really? And like, look at the career. And someone could, and other people in the audience might have been criticizing him. And someone could have easily just come up and criticized him and like judged him. But guess what? 
He doesn't need your judgment. What does he need? Just your love, just your belief. Like that's all our family needs from us. And, it, and I'm not saying that if someone in your family's behaving in a way that doesn't align, you can't, right? Have a conversation with them. We're not talking about that. It's more about when someone has a belief or a dream or, yeah. It reminds me of two things. One, we're talking about this in the context of like dreams, I guess. But someone I feel like that did that first was, again, we've shared this before, but in case you haven't heard it, we, Chris and I were separated when we were, had been married about four years. And we started seeing a marriage counselor. And I remember that's something that he did for us, our marriage counselor, is that no one else in our family was. Or other counselors we'd seen. Yeah, we'd seen another counselor too was willing to like say that to us like hey i i think you guys could create a really great life together i think you have something worth worth fighting for or worth going for no one would say that to us understandably i guess but i love that he took that stance with us like he wasn't afraid to be bold and maybe maybe be wrong i guess too. yeah but he did tell us that and i remember for both of us it was like i would use the word transformational Oh, it changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. To hear him say, I, you guys have something worth, worth fighting for. Yeah. And, and don't get us wrong. There was a lot of our family and friends who were very supportive. Totally. Gave us great advice, great wisdom, um, great ideas. But one of the things I've come to realize is that there's a difference between advice and possibility. Like there's a difference with someone giving you advice of what you could do or couldn't do. And someone saying like, you can do it. I believe in you. I believe you have a marriage worth fighting for. I believe that idea is worth pursuing. I believe that idea is worth starting. I believe that business is like, sounds cool. And, and again, people could, people could use our advice more than our judgment, but even, even more than that, what they could use even more than advice most times is belief, is possibility. Again, whether it's speaking possibility in someone's dreams or possibility in just someone's life because they're struggling. And so I know that this has been talked about, like you said, mostly in the context of dreams, but there's more to it. Like you're saying, it's like, just, just breathe life into people. Just breathe possibility into people, no matter where you find them in life, whether you find them struggling, whether you find them succeeding, whether you find them wanting to go for something. Recently, like four days ago, I hired a business coach for family brand. So stoked. <laughs> because I just, I mean, this could be a whole nother episode in and of itself, but his name's Dan Martell, which we actually took he and his wife through Family Brand. He's been on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Dan was on the podcast. That's right. I actually linked to his episode, too. It was a really great episode. So I hired him as a business coach. And after, you know, I signed up or whatever, I loved. He told me he sent me a voice like memo. He was like, Melissa, you are the woman who can do this. For those of you listening, Melissa's about to start crying. I am. Because I was like, oh, you just don't hear that a lot from people. And I guess it just felt like so good to feel like, oh, like, Dan doesn't like know me, know me. But he like, you know, we've, <laughs> he knows me enough to like express confidence in me and express like, yeah, you're the girl to like build this and like impact more families. You can do it. I just thought it was super cool. and. I was super inspired by it, truthfully. Yeah. But he, he breathed life into you, inspirari, right? The Latin definition of inspire. Like, and we just take for granted 
was like one little voice note. It's like, yeah, you're the one to do this. You can totally do it. I believe in you. And it's like, oh, oh. yeah, you like straighten up. You're like, <laughs> wow. Like, I can. And yet, I think we take for granted how harmful our judgments are. And I think we take for granted how powerful a little bit of possibility and belief and reassurance is for people. And so, and I just love that. I just love that idea of like visually, I, I kind of picture Dan like literally breathing, you know, and it like fills Melissa or us breathing and filling up our children or our children breathing and filling us up. And then I think about how, I don't know how great how, or how bad it feels to me or just how it doesn't feel great to think about the idea of the opposite of someone just coming and like sucking life out of you and like taking that from you. And I don't think, and here's the other thing, I guess part of the reason I wanted to do this today is I wasn't, I don't think the times I did that to Melissa earlier in our marriage, I was consciously thinking, oh, I'm going to shoot down your, your goals, your hopes, your dreams, or when people have done that to me, I don't think they had really ill intentions. You know, again, in their minds, it's like, well, I'm trying to protect them and I'm trying to give them, it's just it, most times it isn't useful or necessary, but I love you sharing that. That's exactly it. It's like, that's, that's everything that we just talked about is that Dan doing that for you and how simple, but powerful and profound it, it was for you. I would encourage you to, to just actually do it this week. When you hear this, have this intention of how many different people starting in my home, but then outside of it, how many different people can I just breathe some life and possibility into their life? Just, just say an encouraging word to just like reinforce or just inspire them. And I also think sometimes there's this pressure of like, well, I don't have anything profound to say. Well, look, Dan didn't say anything profound. He's like, you're the woman to lead this. Gordon, he didn't have anything profound to say to us. He goes, yeah, I think you guys have a marriage worth fighting for. And it's like, whoa, like that changed our life. Like that simple little, and again, when these audiences share with me what has been so profound for them, it's like a person who's like, oh yeah, that business, you, that thing you just shared with me, I think you could do it. So don't feel like you have to say something profound, but I really would challenge you this week to see how many people you could breathe into and speak possibility into. I was walking into church on Sunday. I was actually, Oh, I love this story. <laughs> I was, um, it relates. I was walking out of church on Sunday um, to go get something out of the car and then I was coming back, but I passed um, someone in the parking lot. He was wearing... Um, he was, I would guess, to be about like 65, 70 years old. He was wearing black pants, a black sport coat, and a black t-shirt, which normally almost all of the men wear white t-shirts. Or white. White, white collared up. shirts. White collared Sorry, not t-shirts. Button-up collared shirts. So yeah, so I did stand out to me like, oh, he's dressed differently than most of the men dress at church, which I thought was super cool that he was <laughs> dressed differently. And I, um, I told him as I was passing him in the parking lot, I was like, I like your black on black. I was like, you look very dapper. <laughs> oh, that probably sounded weird, but that just is like what came to my mind to say. And what? What? I don't, why would? Why does it sound weird? A dapper is a weird word, maybe. Oh, you're saying the word dapper? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the cool. Word dapper. Um, but he stopped. Like he stopped walking, and he turned around, and he was like, "Thank you." He's like, "I'm just started coming here to church, and." Well, people only ever ask me, how come I don't wear a white shirt? And he's like, because I don't like white shirts. So he's like, so I'm just, so he's like, they always ask me, well, can we buy you a white shirt? And I'm always like, well, you can, but I'm not going to wear it. I'm just going to wear my black shirt. And he's like, so 
thank you for telling me that you like my black shirt. I was so like, awesome. <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty crazy that I've recognized his black shirt. I commented, I guess I could breathe life into him and like who he was that yeah. day. I guess you could say anyway. And how it like, I felt like he stood a little taller. And he like walked into church a little more like, oh, I look dapper. I'm the man. <laughs> I'm, I'm dapper. Anyway, that's just like another silly example of like, it was such an easy thing for yeah. me to do. But I felt like it made a really big difference for him. I love that story for a number of reasons. One, it's like, I don't know. What the hell are we doing to a guy who's just coming to church and constantly like bothering him about the shirt he's wearing? What are we doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty of it as anyone. When I say we, I'm putting myself in it. It's like, no, the fact is you got a guy who's coming to church every Sunday who wants to be there. He wants to be there. He's trying to belong. It's like, just love him for who he is. Like, tell him he looks great. Tell him it's like he looks dapper. Like, oh, I'm digging the black on black. That's so awesome of you, Melissa. And I love even more that he's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, you can buy me a white shirt. Totally. I ain't wearing it. You know, it's like that whole thing when you're saying, what do you do when maybe someone doesn't accept your idea or who you want to be? It's like, well, I'm going to be it anyways. And so I, I think that story alone highlights so many things. And then you just, it's like, what's that cost? What, what's it cost you? Nothing. In fact, there's a big return on investment for you. Yeah, it felt really good to be like, yeah, to see like how much he lit up with that. But what's interesting is human beings, even when things like that occur to us, like, oh, that's cool that you're doing that. Or, oh, I love how you're dressed. Or, oh, we share that less than we share the criticisms, the criticisms and the judgments. It's like it's somehow it's more comfortable for us, oddly enough, to share the criticisms and the judgments. That feels like not that vulnerable, but to say something kind to someone, to actually speak possibility to someone, that feels a little more vulnerable. And so I think we lean more to that. And again, does that guy need our judgment? No, he just needs love and acceptance. He just needs to feel like he belongs. So I know, I know we, Chris and I love talking about this. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before. This is just maybe just repackaged in a little different way about going for your dreams, being alive and possibility, but it just felt timely. Something that seems to be a, a reoccurring theme in our, in our world lately. So hope that it reaches you wherever you're at and makes a difference for you and your family. See you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the family brand podcast to say, thank you. We have something really awesome. We'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple. And we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing. We feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.